Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who Was at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Savage Nation, and as opposed to regular broadcasting tonight, we're going to go deep inside your brain and map it before Obama does. I'd like to map your brain tonight and find out, well, do you believe in conspiracy theories? For example, there are many conspiracy theories out there, and some of you actually believe them. One of them is that secret societies control the world, and that there's a global elite the world is ruled by a powerful, secretive few and that our uh, system doesn't really work. You know that there's a Yale University secretive skull and bone society, and many of them have risen to powerful positions. But what about those who really run the world? Is it the Illuminati? Who do you think runs the world? Do you believe in such a conspiracy theory? Let's have another one. Many of you still believe that Obama is a Muslim. That's right. Why do you still persist in believing that Barack Obama is a Muslim? Now, it could be that it's because he said so, and he had to be corrected by one of the global elite in the media, if you remember that one. It persists, though, amongst, I guess, the brain dead. If you remember uh, what happened back in uh, the beginning in Clip 09, why don't you listen to this and tell me what you think of it? I, 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 let's not play games. Uh, what I was suggesting, you, you're absolutely right that John McCain has not uh, talked about my Muslim faith, and you're absolutely right that that has not Christian come... Faith. Uh, my, my Christian faith. And, well, what I'm saying is that he hasn't his suggested that I'm, right. that I'm, that I'm uh, a Muslim. And I think that uh, his, uh, his campaign uh, upper echelons have not either. See, there'd be nothing wrong if he were a Muslim. And I think he should just come out of the religious closet. If he is a Muslim, he's, both fathers were Muslim. Most Muslims fear the, the Islamists more than the, the average person does. I don't know why he's hiding it. So that, that's a conspiracy theory. Now, before we go to that, I want to show you something that's so important for you to hear. Many of you believe, and this is not a conspiracy, that many of our leaders are drug addicts. Many of you believe that there should be drug testing amongst uh, Democrats, Republicans in the House and in the Senate. They act as though they're zombies, like reptiles on drugs. They seem stupid, detached. I'm going to play a clip for you of a Democrat from Colorado who talks about ammo magazines in a way that shows us 
that many of you are right. Listen to clip number one. Very briefly, to your last question, what's the efficacy of, pa- of banning these magazine clips? I will tell you, these, these, this is, these are um, ammunition. They're bullets. So the people who have those now, they're going to shoot them. And so if you ban, if you ban them in the future, the number of these high-capacity magazines is going to decrease dramatically over time because the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any more available. That was not a five-year-old. That was not a drug addict. That was a Colorado Democrat who believes that magazines which contain contain ammunition, once they um, expend their ammunition, they are useless. They need to be discarded. This moron, this psychotic moron, Democrat, of course, Sounds to me like she has a, a brain a brain malfunction somewhere, or she is plain and simply one of the stupidest people on the planet. But that wouldn't disqualify her from being an Obama supporter. She actually said, in justifying seizing uh, high capacity magazines for AR-15s, etc., that as you get as you shoot the bullets, the magazines become useless. She doesn't know they they can be reloaded. This is astonishing, isn't it? And these are the people who are taking away your soda, your fat, your sugar, your bullets, your guns, your very freedoms. These are the bully Democrats who, in my opinion, should be arrested for what they're doing. This woman should be thrown out of the Senate, excuse me, out of the House of Representatives in Colorado, wherever she sits. This woman has disqualified herself for virtually any discussion of anything. So I say to you, which conspiracy theories do you believe in and why? Secret societies control the world. Why do you believe that? Obama's a Muslim. Why do you believe that? Do you believe in any conspiracy theories in this age of super rationalism? I think these are reasonable questions. And I think it's important for you to call with these crazy theories you may have. Because according to the latest study or poll put out by a liberal organization, I mean, this is the public policy polling survey is a push poll put out by a Democrat operative. I understand that. So they say that um, Republicans at 34% are more likely than Democrats at 15% to believe that a secretive power elite with a globalist agenda is conspiring to rule the world. Well, you can count me amongst those who believe that there is not only a global elite conspiring to rule the world, but there is a global elite that actually does rule the world. And their puppets are drug-addicted fools who don't know the first thing about a magazine or a magazine article. Roswell UFOs, Obama is a Muslim, a global elite runs the world. Now, these are functional conspiracy theories. Perhaps it's uh, created, of course, by a uh, far-left fanatical organization that's a front for the Democrat Party and it's an attempt to make Republicans and conservatives look foolish. But the fact of the matter is, uh, they say that in one of the most highly partisan results, close to 60% of GOP voters believe global warming is a hoax, compared to 23% of Democrats. Duh. What do you mean believe? The science is in. It is a hoax. The warmists uh, may as well believe that reptiles rule the earth. The warmists may, well, may as well believe that the earth is square and not round. It's pretty clear that there is no global warming caused by mankind, which is not to say we like pollution. That's not the point. There's no science supporting global warming. It's an industry. There are fortunes being made on that big lie. 
What do you mean? We're stupid because we understand the truth? I can show you 1,200 scientists who say there's no global warming. And you'll show me the, the uh, state scientists who say it is because their careers and income is tied to it. Right. Okay. So it's an attempt to smear anyone who doesn't believe in the liberal uh, uh, lie. Liberal lies, shall I say. But some of them persist. Some of them persist, such as, is Obama a Muslim? And so what if he is? I mean, he should just come out of the uh, religious closet and say, I am a Muslim and I'm proud. My father was a Muslim. My adopted father was a Muslim. Therefore, I am a Muslim. He should just say it. it. Wouldn't hurt his ratings with the Democrats. They hate Israel. So how would it hurt them? Lisa, welcome to the Savage Nation. Dr. Savage, I am so glad you asked this question tonight because the do you think Obama is a Muslim? Because I've had a question for a long time. If, it is, if it's true that Muslims cannot convert to any other religion, well, how come Obama, who was raised a Muslim, converted to Christianity... And no Muslim anywhere in the world has ever been outraged by this. Or, Well, hold it. You're making an assumption that he was raised as a Muslim. It is true his father from Africa was a Muslim. And it is true that his mother uh, was born Christian but was apparently sort of not tied to her religion in any way. In fact, she uh, disavowed her connections to her own people and her religion and was always attracted by the exotic and the third world and were a citizen of the world. She's not alone in that. I'd say 90% of uh, Upper East Side New Yorkers believe the same thing. Uh, but the thing is, is that I don't know that he was, I know he went to a madrasas in Indonesia, that's well known. But does it really matter if he is a Muslim is the question, does it, Lisa? No, it doesn't. But why, why is it this big secret? I mean, I mean, it's obvious that he, he has not converted. I mean, how could he? Nobody well, you're raising an interesting point, which is that if his, if his father was a Muslim and he went to a madrasas in Indonesia, right, you would say, therefore, he was raised as a Muslim. He stayed uh, and yet now he purports to be a Christian. And you're saying that it's unheard of for a Muslim to convert to Christianity. Well, that's what I understand from, you know, I mean, that's, isn't it true? Well, I don't know. How do I know? I don't, I'm not that uh, well tuned into the whole uh, theory of religious conversion. How do I know? Uh, maybe there was, maybe there's certain dispensation for certain people. You know, at a certain level, maybe beyond a certain level, you're allowed to do anything you want. Well, I well, had... anyway, so you, so, so do you believe Obama's a Muslim? Do you actually believe it? Absolutely. I mean, I have a friend who had to flee her country in Iran because her family was Christian. They converted to Christianity and they had to flee. If well, that's because Islam is such a tolerant religion in most parts of the world as it's practiced. Just ask the president and everyone else who talks about it with such glowing, uh, in with such glowing terms. It's, in fact, it's more tolerant than, than modern Christianity, according to them. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. It's called, if you tell a big lie often enough, it becomes a tr the truth, such as high-capacity magazines, once they're expended of ammunition, you have to throw them away. They can't be used again. Uh, if you ban soda in New York City of a certain size, people will lose weight and be healthier. See, that's called propaganda, the big lie. And if you tell a big lie often enough, it becomes the truth to those dispensing the lies to their yes men and the yes women. Lisa, thank you for the call. Let's see what else people believe in. Oh, you're, you're laughable if you don't believe that global warming is real. Oh, you're just a stupid fool. Never mind all the PhDs who know that it's a, a hoax put out by the, the gangsters in the um, green machine industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
So, you know, drink your wine. It'll be fine. Go to your restaurant, stuff your face, dull your brain with bad wine. And we all do it. What are you going to do? Wind up eating nothing? Michael Savage, a host like no other. Boca Raton, Florida. I love that rat's mouth. I used to love people who didn't know what Boca Raton meant in Spanish. So where do you live? They put their nose up. They were from like the Bronx. I live in Boca Raton. Really? You live in rat's mouth? Nice. Steve, welcome from Boca Raton. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Mike, um, I want to thank you. I went out and bought a nice piece of tilapia today. I put some olive oil in a pan, fried it up with a little garlic and a little lemon. And you were talking about rat droppings and rodents crawling across the table. I want to thank you for the, the dinner entree. <laughs> yeah, but come on. That's 3,000 miles away in San Francisco. You know the restaurants here are all clean. I thought you were in South Florida. <laughs> I am, but the, no, the restaurant that was closed is in San Francisco. A Thai restaurant uh, uh, in San Francisco was closed with all of that, not here in Boca. Well, I'm cooking at home because I, even I can't get a better meal in Boca. I have to cook at home. You cannot get a good, uh, you cannot get an Asian meal down here. It's impossible. I happen to love Asian food. If I can get clean, good Asian food, I can't find it. What is that? Why is there such a lack of uh, Asian food in South, South Florida? What is that about? Good, good Asian food. Yeah, I mean the real McCoy, like I get in San Francisco, where they have open kitchens. Yeah, open. I've never been in my life. I've probably been eating rat droppings in the same place for twenty years without knowing it. Which, which is why I'm healthy. I, I don't know. Maybe the human being could take rat droppings. It could be a, a part of the human uh, condition. I'll never forget, just as I'm, I'm drifting around a little, for, to have a little fun, because it's 10, 15 at night here on the East Coast, and I, I'm starting to feel so strong, I feel like I could do a show all night. At first, I was dragging and tired. Now, I beat the jet lag to the point where now I'm rolling. So, my father, again, yes, he's dead, yes, the story, not boring. He'd walk, take my hand, walk me on the Lower East Side of New York when I was a little boy. I hated it. It was disgusting. The very same disgusting street he had a store on, the apartments are $3 million now. And the streets look just as disgusting as they did when I was a little boy. Garbage in the street. The only difference is now every other store is a, is a, is a, is a, a hipster bar. And these characters with the scraggly little pieces of hair running down on their lip are all over the street. And they're all smoking cigarettes, uh, huddling about global warming and gay marriage, I suppose. I don't know what they're talking about. But the apartments are 1 million, 2 million, 3 million on these horrible Rivington Street, Ludlow Street. Garbage everywhere, filthy. So he walked, he walked with me with my hand, and we'd look, and there's garbage. I said, Dad, I hate it. He said, never mind, it'll make you stronger. I said, how can it make me stronger? He said, you're going to build up an immunity to diseases by being exposed to dirt. Said, oh, that sounds great. I mean, you take a kid, he doesn't understand that, but he was right. He said, you won't get polio. <laughs> he said to me, he said, you won't get polio if I take you out in the street and make you walk in these streets and eat the food down here. Well, I don't know. That's probably not why I didn't get polio. But his theory, and it was not stupid, was that exposing a child to, uh, uh, you know, germs and this and that was good for them. And many people don't understand that today is that if you bring a child up in a hothouse, bottled water. Oh, don't let your child drink tap water. Oh, no, bottled water and organic this, organic that. Make sure it's vegan, vegetarian, so the child's emaciated and, and has a, colla a mental collapse and needs to be put on drugs. Doesn't have enough carnitine from meat. Doesn't have sufficient protein to function. Brain isn't firing right. No B12, no B6, but he's a vegan, you see. And so therefore, he's like, uh, 
uh, a, a walking victim. But the mother's sure he's healthy because she's protecting him from all the evils of Western civilization, including the Western diet. Well, anyway, the point is, is that, you know, who knows? Maybe I did build up an immunity to various and sundry things because I was exposed to them. Another quick childhood story. I'll never forget it. I must have been seven, six. He would make me go out and get lunch on my own in the streets to, to the restaurants. I hated it. I was afraid. They were so dirty. The people looked eerie to me. It was like a bad carnival. And he'd say, all right, go down to uh, the, 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 it was a horrible place. It's still there. Actually, it, isn't. it was like a bad luncheonette. It was filthy like this Chinese restaurant. Disgusting. The windows were fogged over. I don't know why he sent me there. So I once went for, I don't know, for him something and for me. I was six years old. I hated it. I was afraid. I go in. I get the sandwiches. I bring it back. My father opens the sandwich, and he sees a fly in it. He got infuriated. He threw the sandwich back in the bag, grabbed my hand, and practically pulled me down the street to the deli. And he goes in, and he screams at the guy. He says to him, how dare you give my son a tuna fish sandwich with a fly in it. And he shows him the sandwich, and the guy looks at him in typical New York fashion. He says, well, he said, I'm sorry for mixing meat with dairy, but I, but I didn't charge you for the meat. You talk about cynicism. This is the way it was <laughs> in those days. I didn't even understand the joke, but that's what the man actually said to him. They didn't give a damn. They could care less very much like today, but there were no inspectors in those days. There was no Bloomberg protecting us from ourselves. I'll be right back. Mike on Washington, go ahead, please. Hey, Mike, I'm glad you brought it up. You know, it just brings me back some drastic memories. Full disclosure, though, uh, you know, I have to be upfront with you. About 80% of these restaurants are the same. You know, I had one. It was an extortion mill. They'd come out every week on a weekend when it's busy. They tell you they need another $500 raise, $1,000 to go home. I mean, they were just... Well, well, well you mean the inspectors were, were extortionists? No, 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 the chefs, the chefs. When the chefs seen you make a few bucks, you know, on a busy weekend. Oh, so you, you owned an Asian restaurant and the chef would hold you up? Oh, it, it, it's a big shakedown. It's better than Al Capone. And, and then they knock up the waitresses, and then you get a, an old... 55-year-old, like, you made me laugh when you said put the hands together, they come down bowing. <laughs> no, don't they? Don't the libs put the hands together and bow? Oh, and these, these are Washington libs I had. So, you, you know, you could imagine. They That's were. amazing. No, I'm, I, I do it as a stereotype, but they're all the same. And don't they say thank you for a napkin and a glass of water 50 times? 17 times, Mike. 17 times. Thank you. I don't understand this. They go and eat in the restaurant, and then they thank the owner. For, 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 for serving them. They're paying the guy, let's say, $52 for two meals, and then they say thank you 50 times and bow to him. The owner thinks they're insane. There's a conspiracy theory out there that lizard people are running the world, shifters of some kind. I think most of them live in Boca Raton. I don't understand that. In one of the most highly... Uh, Obama's the Antichrist, uh, Mitt Romney, new public policy polling, there's, you know, left-wing... Uh, uh, oh, here. Uh, a certain number of people think that shape-shifting rep reptilian people run the world. Well, you know, you come to Florida, right? 4% of Americans believe in lizard people. You, know, you walk around here, you know, <laughs> not too far from the truth. They look like they mated with, like, alligators half the people down here, the local one. They look like they're half, half alligator, half people. Here's a conspiracy theory just sent to me by... Uh, a wise individual. It is, is the USA directing North Korea to threaten us so they have an excuse to push the budget up on military spending to defend us just when uh, it was being cut? There you go.
See? How's that one? You haven't heard that one yet today. Is Kim Jong-un just a stooge of China? And did our people in the Pentagon tell their friends in China who visit our ships all the time not to study our cuisine? Did they tell them to tell the, uh, the, the junkyard dog in North Korea, the pit bull, you threatened them just when blah, 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 and then therefore they won't cut the military? Who do I? Is it possible? I don't know. That's a good one. Is the USA directing North Korea so they have an excuse to, to push the budget through for military spending to defend us? That's plausible. That's like a fireman setting a fire. That's all. They wouldn't do that, would they? If you have a plastic mind, you can think through anything. So when I said to you, maybe there's a conspiracy theory that North Korea is being told the defense contractors went and talked to the Defense Department guys, and they went and talked to whoever, and they called China, and they said, look, I'm going to talk to the guy in North Korea and make them bang on the table, they're going to launch, they can go on. This way we can move our ships, we can send in batteries, and the American people can think that we're, and we need the money, and therefore don't cut us off at the leg. All the crazy stuff that lunatics believe in, that Obama's a Muslim, that there's no global warming. Uh, you know, if you're, not, if you're not a Democrat, you can't believe in anything. You, you have no thinking whatsoever. You are a lizard person. We know Obama's not a Muslim, even though both fathers were Muslim and um, he went to a madrasa. So you can't believe a thing like that. No, no, no. Only fools don't believe in global warming. That's the official party line. Only fools don't believe the New York Times is all invented propaganda day and night. Andrew, welcome to the Savage Nation. He um, is the worst. Bauer, <laughs> the liberals, they can't even do that right. When they bow, they mess it up. Well, isn't the bowing basically from India? All Asian cultures don't bow to each other. I, from what I thought, they all do in um, China. I never see them bow to each other, pardon me, looking from the outside in. I mean, I, I don't see them giving the bow with the hand thing. That's that's a, like a white lib with the with the hair on the chin, thinking that it's very very sophisticated. The proper way to do it is you just slightly roll your shoulders forward with your hands together, and oh yeah, I'll remember that the next time I go in for some dim sum. But <laughs> President Obama was way off. He did it real fast and went real low. You're not supposed to go there. Wait, wait, wait. This is a family show, sir. Please stop with the real low. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just cultural observations, the bowing thing, the libs. I don't bow in Asian restaurants. They, they think you're crazy if you do. I see them look at them. They're puzzled. They scratch their head. What do you think of my idea that Kim Jong-un was told to threaten us in order for the Defense Department to move ships, planes, trains, uh, et cetera, munitions, whatever, and to make us feel that they're going to protect us and we can't cut their budget at all. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free... Sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. 
How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.